The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. Uh, so when we were uh, getting Axe Leander up and running today, actually, by the way, Mark's uh, four years since I, I moved to Texas, so it was, it was kind of exciting. And my Facebook reminded me today. Uh, so <laughs> thank goodness for that. Uh, and so... Uh, so at any rate, when, when we were getting Axleander up and running, uh, I had a really hard time uh, like putting language around the, the type of church that we wanted to create, the sort of things that, that we wanted to do. Like we, Axleander, we had inherited our, our values and our vision and our mission from our mother church, uh, Axe Lakeway down the, down the road. Uh, but I just couldn't find language like to, to call our own to sort of shape the sort of things that we were going to do as a church. And so I remember like early on as I was wrestling through with that, I was, I was reading through Scripture, trying to figure out what to do, reading through Scripture, which is a, a good thing. I, I, I highly encourage it. Uh, and, and I was doing some reading in the book of Acts, uh, which is the, the history of the, the early church. And, and I came across our passage for today, Acts 2, 42 to 47. Um, and I'll just be honest with you all, like, like I read it, uh, but I just sort of breezed past it. Like I, I did, and, and the reason why is this, like, in, in my circles, Acts 2, 42 to 47 is used, like, all the time. Like, everybody loves it. Everyone loves Acts 2, 42 to 47. So I remember, like, looking at it, and, like, the rebel in me was like, everyone else uses that Bible passage, not me. I'm going to find something in Habakkuk. Like, I, I just was like, I'm not, not going to work off that. I'm too cool for it. Uh, but but as, I, as I tried to, to get away from it, like I just, I couldn't shake it. Like again and again, I'd come back to these five little verses that we just read. And, and I don't know if you guys caught it, but like whenever I read those verses, I'm like, man, like isn't this what it's all about? Isn't this what it's all about? That we see in these five little verses, these, these first Christians, they, they gathered together around the Word of God and around prayer. And then they, they scattered from that place to advance the gospel in the world and in their cities. And then they were also serving people and healing people and, and feeding the hungry. And so I remember seeing this and I thought, man, like this is it. Like the church, what does it do? It gathers, it scatters, and it serves. And so if you've been around here uh, for a while at all, you know that that's kind of a catchphrase of ours is gather, scatter, and serve. You've maybe seen it on t-shirts we have or on our website, that sort of thing. Uh, and so for just like three minutes here, I, I just want to show y'all uh, how the early church sort of embodied this idea of gather, scatter, and serve. All right, so first thing we'll see is that the church gathers. If you look with me at verses 42 to 43, it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings uh, and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All right, so let me just make sure we're all on the same page here. At this point in history, uh, Jesus has come, he's died, he's risen, he's appeared to his disciples, but before he ascends into heaven, he gives them instructions and he says, hey, I want you to go spread the gospel to the whole world, but he says, before you do that, wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. And so what happens at the beginning of Acts chapter 2 is the Holy Spirit, uh, is Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes upon those first Christians, uh, and the Apostle Peter preaches the, really the first Christian sermon, and a bunch of people come to faith in Jesus. They become Christians. And then we get to this verse, and this is where we're at. And it's kind of amazing to me, verse 42, that as soon as people received the Holy Spirit, what's the first thing they did? They gathered together around the apostles' teachings, that's the word of God, and around prayer. 
And so what we see here in this passage is that the natural flow of someone who's had a true encounter with the living God is to gather around his word with other Christians. Like, people ask me, like, hey, pastor, like, like, why do I even need to go to church? Why should I bother showing up? Like, like I can podcast whoever I want. They're way better than you. True. Uh, I, can, I, can, I can listen to whatever, you know, music I want. Can I just worship God on my own? Yeah, you can, I suppose. But if you actually experience the true and living God, yeah, if the Spirit actually works in your heart, the, the most natural thing for you to do You're just going to do it. You're just going to want to do it. The most natural thing for you to do is to be to gather together with other believers around his word. It's just what the church does. It's just what we do. And we don't do it because it's important to to maintain religious activity or because we just want to be with with like-minded people. But we do it because, look at verse 43, and awe came upon every soul. That when we gather together as God's people around His Word and in prayer, that something happens that we encounter the divine. Like I was just talking with a a friend of mine this last week, this gal. uh, She's 62 years old. And she just told me, she's like, Pastor, you know, I was just sitting in church. She's just getting back into church. She's like, I was just sitting there a couple weeks ago, and like something happened in my heart. And she's like, I I didn't know what it was. And I was like, what is going on? And then she's like, and all of a sudden, it felt like I was hearing God's word for the first time. Like, this is just what happens when we gather together around God's word in prayer. But the incredible thing we see in this passage is that when this actually happens, when you encounter the living God, it doesn't just leave you there. Like, like, like God's not content to create a bunch of consumers of religious goods and services. He's not content to do that. And so look what happens, verses 46 and 47. He he sends you out. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so we see the church gathers together, but then verse 46, what do they do? They go and they break bread in their homes. And so they they take their their encounter with the living God that they had as they gathered together, and they take it to their homes, to their neighborhoods, to their spheres of influence, and they bring the good news of Jesus with them. That as Christians go out, wherever God's placed you in this world, you bring the gospel with you. And so a true encounter with God does not produce consumers, but it sends people out in mission and in ministry to those around them, wherever that is, whatever that looks like for you. So, for example, uh, I worked out this last week for the first time in like four years. I know you're thinking like, how did you get these guns now working out for four years? Uh, but, but I did, and, uh, and I did it at, uh, at Camp Gladiator, which uh, for those of you who don't know is kind of like these public workouts with like a big, it's like a communal workout with people in public space. And and I went there because some folks at our church uh, attend there regularly and they invited me to go. And so I show up and I don't know anybody there. But the people who are part of our church who go there regularly, man, everyone knew them. Everyone loved them. They loved everybody. And they they weren't there like, you know, handing out tracts to people talking about four spiritual laws. But you better believe that these folks from our church brought the light of the gospel with them to this place. 
even before I, the professional, was there. That's the idea. That God has placed each one of us, that God has placed each one of you in places where you can bring the light of the gospel to those around you. But we see in our text that the church doesn't just gather, we don't just scatter, but we serve. We serve. Look with me at verses 44 to 45. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And as they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And so we see here, first of all, verse 44, that this, the church serves one another. That they came together and said, hey, you need something? Let me help you out. You need something? Let me help you out. And they had all things in common. But the church didn't just serve each other. They go from that place, verse 45, and serve those around them. They sell their possessions and their belongings. And they gave their proceeds to just their friends, to the deserving poor, to those who earned it. No! It says they gave their proceeds to all as any had need. See, like, this is what the church does. It serves. And that gets us to today. That's why we do things like this. We serve. Because the reality is this. A community that just exists for itself is a country club. Right? And a community of people that exists for itself and invites more people to be a part of that is a direct sales company. But a community that loves one another, invites more people to be a part of it, and serves all people. That's the church. That's the church. It's all three of those things. We gather around God's word and prayer. We scatter and bring the gospel to the places of influence in our life. And we serve our city and we serve the world. And here's the deal. We don't do all that because we have to. We do it because we get to. We do it because we get to because we know of a Jesus who came and gathered you to himself. We know of a Jesus who, who went to the cross for you and was shattered and his blood was scattered for you that you might be made right with God. We know of a Jesus who rose again from the dead and offers you new life. A life of love and a life of service. And so we see that in the gospel. Jesus calls us to gather, to scatter, and to serve. And so may we serve well today. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for my friends. God, I pray that we, we'd see in our Savior Jesus uh, that he's called us to be his own, that he sent us out to proclaim your goodness, and that he sent us out to serve our world. May you soften our hearts to do that well. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.